as the outstanding screen system of the future. Why submissive women are happier, happier. Her name is Piper Bluff. Welcome to the Unpredictable Radio for the Bold Listener, with your host, Piper Blush. Yes, this is myself, mm-hmm. Piper Blush. This is the morning edition. It airs out live, yes, live broadcast every morning, 9 a.m. Pacific time. If ever uh, you want to tune in, take your uh, morning coffee, lunch break, wherever you are in the world with Piper, well, you have the opportunity seven days a week. I mean, that is some opportunity. That is some calendar schedule. If you cannot... Uh, oh, my Patreon is just uh, asking me to check my mails. Mm-hmm. Great. Hello, Patreons. Now, if you want to take your break or anything with me, Piper Blush, you have many, many opportunities. Like I said, every single morning. That is seven days a week. Yes, I work more than most people. But again, I love what I do. So maybe that's just why. Mm-hmm. And I love my fans and the people tuning in and listening to me. Sorry about this, yeah. My Apple Watch is going crazy right now. Mm-hmm. It's uh, all these patrons. I'm just gonna put her on Do Not Disturb. Mm-hmm. Okay. Perfect, all good now, I'm back with you folks. Well, 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 did you know that the unpredictable radio for the bold listener is broadcasted live on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch and Facebook? Yes, 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 we try to be everywhere to please our, uh, well, broadly worldly audience. Mm-hmm. So if, uh, well, let's say you have a Twitch account and you prefer to be on Twitch, no worries, just go find me on Twitch, Piper Blush. If uh, you prefer Facebook to get your information, your friends know when your friends' birthdays are, that way it's easier. And also, well, use a Facebook marketplace to sell all of your old stuff. It's perfect. I'm there too, at the Piper Blush Experiment. Yes, you can just uh, Google it or uh, Facebook it and then you'll find me there going live every single day. Mm-hmm. Now, as for YouTube and Twitter, well, Twitter, it's at PiperBlushEXP for experiment. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool, huh? And then, of course, the famous YouTube. YouTube is the best place to watch the show. Why? You might ask. Why is it the best place to watch the show from a robot from another planet? It's easy. It's because there's a live comment section there. Yes. And the live comment section, well, it allows you to uh, tip. Well, support uh, the show with the monetary donations. And it also allows you to become a member. Another way to support the show with monetary donations. But do not uh, worry. In exchange for uh, this uh, support, you get some extra perks. Mm-hmm. Many, many extra perks like behind the scenes, access to special votes and polls and more. But I'll let you go on at the Piper Blush Radio Show to figure it all out. Mm-hmm for yourself. Super easy. (laughs) Can you hear this? Mm -hmm. This is uh, the morning song. Yes, I'll replay it just for you. Hear this. Well, here it goes.
hear all of this drumming? Uh -huh. It's quite intense, yes? Well, all of the songs for the show, the unpredictable radio show for the bold listener, mm -hmm, with your host Piper Blush, are available on Spotify. Yes, super easy. And the link is under the video description. If ever you want to just click it instead of trying to type, well, all of these things, Spotify, Piper Blush, unpredictable radio show, that's a lot of typing, but maybe you need that physical exercise with your fingers. So it's all okay. All right, are you ready for this? The subjects of this episode. Mm, be advised, uh -huh, some of them are uh, harsh. Warning, yes. Some of the content in this episode is not meant for everybody. Maybe you will find that it is disgusting. Uh -huh. But that's just for our second subject. The first subject is not too disgusting at all. Well, did you know this story? Mm -hmm. I have this story, yes that I found in the archives. It's about a Canadian balloon that evaded the air force of three different countries. Uh -huh. Imagine that, a Canadian balloon that evaded the air forces of three different countries. Does that ring a bell for you? Mm -hmm. Does it remind you of something that is happening right now in the world? All of these objects, yes, these objects that are uh, popping up everywhere. They're everywhere right now. I mean, there has been some in the US, some in Canada, and some on the other place, uh -huh. like Europe and all that. Quite the interesting thing. Well, you have to know that uh, it happened to Canada as well. Now, it's going to be quite interesting, yes, to go uh, deeper into this Canadian balloon story. Now, for Canada, it was uh, a balloon. But these other objects, we are still unsure about if they were balloons, Tic Tacs, or many other things. If uh, you want to tune in for some uh, mystery, uh -huh. yeah. It's all happening on Sundays on Mysterious Minds. That's my show, yes. Sundays at 7 p.m. Pacific time. It's a show about the supernatural, conspiracies, aliens, and more. We actually did discuss the object phenomenon. These are UFOs that had been uh, popping up a bit everywhere and the takedown of already, well, a few of them. Four. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is to date. I don't know if there'll be more or not. You can find this episode on YouTube at the Piper Blush Radio Show and search for it anywhere else. It's a... Uh, Mysterious minds, mysterious objects. Okay, make your own researches. Mm -hmm. But be careful what you find. Now, back to the morning things. Mm -hmm. Well, the second subject is one that is kind of uh, unsettling. You've been warned. This has a disgusting matter. Mm -hmm. Not discussion matter, no, no, disgusting matter. Some uh, ballet director, yes, that means he's the director of a ballet. He decided that he had uh, enough of this critique, this critique that criticized his ballet. And so he took some feces and smeared it in her face. Uh -huh. I mean, that's some in your face for you quite literally. Mm -hmm. I guess he was not used to the haters, commenters, or all of these other peoples out there who uh, actually judge your work and what you do. Well, he take it quite literally, and he smeared some feces on that woman critique. It's a true story. 
from uh, what I found on the internet. We'll, uh, we'll discuss it more. <laughs> discuss it more. Get it? <laughs> discuss. <laughs> it will be quite interesting. And, of course, well, a new study just, uh, well, popped up. Yes, it's about money. Uh-huh. Are the ultra-rich actually smarter? Or are they not as smart as the lower-wage people? Mm-hmm. Well, this study uncovers more about this phenomenon where maybe you think the ultra-rich are more clever, but maybe actually they aren't. Uh-huh. I'm gonna reveal all the data I could find for you, yes. In the unpredictable radio for the bold listener. Mm -hmm. It's all about amazing news and the weird, the crazy, the funny, whatever that is. Hear the song? Hear the drums in there? Uh -huh. While talking about drums, mm -hmm. my very own friend, Crystal Powers, or as she is known on the World Wide Web, Drum Milf. <laughs> As you can uh, guess, well, she does some drumming and she's a MILF. Mother, I'd like to <laughs> Yep, that uh, word. Mm -hmm. So she just got her TikTok account banned. Yes, banned. She's off of TikTok. For those of you who don't know her, I suggest you go look at her YouTube channel since this one is still up and running. Go see what it's all about and uh, why she got banned from TikTok. It's uh, on YouTube at CrystalPowers69. For those of you who are interested in knowing more about this uh, amazing drum milf that decided to begin a journey into drumming. I mean, it's not because you're uh, older in life mm -hmm, that you cannot start a new hobby or learn something new. That's why she decided that she was gonna learn the drums and she's filming her whole journey, giving you access to all of these things. Her and her drums. Well, quite interesting. Though now you cannot find her on TikTok anymore, so I suggest, I suggest mm -hmm, that you follow her on YouTube at CrystalPowers69. Super easy. Mm -hmm. For those of us who are joining us live on YouTube at the Piper Blush Radio Show, not to worry, I will come to you right now. We will go to the comment section. Yes, yes, yes. If you'd like to partake, join in. Well, uh, this discussion, the fun and everything in the middle, you are invited. Every time the show is broadcasted live, that's every morning, 9 a.m. Pacific time on YouTube at the Piper Blush Radio Show, you can come here live. Let me switch my screens right here right now. Mm -hmm. Enjoy a little bit of uh, drumming. Okay, we have Eric. Eric is from Brazil. Uh -huh. Well, oh, I don't know. Brazil is Portuguese. Not sure how they say uh, hola or hello in Brazilian. But uh, thank you for tuning in, Eric. Brazil is kind of far away from Canada, but still same, same continent. I told you, we are broadcasted live worldwide. Mm -hmm. It's a lively audience. Then we've got Chris Green who says I've got the complete discography of Led Zeppelin. Ooh, that's a lot of albums. Mm-hmm. Are the first one not so good? Good? Well, not sure. But everybody has to start somewhere. And that's uh, fine. Then uh, we got I am me. Who says uh, hello? <laughs> well, hello me. It's great to see you here. 
And then of course, Patrick Wenzel. Greetings everyone. Well, thank you for the greetings. Of course, it's always amazing to be in the live comment sections because you can interact with each other. You don't just need to talk to me, Piper Blush. No, 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 no. You can actually uh, talk to one and another in there while you wait for your unpredictable news. Mm -hmm. Really cool balloon, hey? That's from Joff Hennessy. Well, the balloons have been the subject of many, many discussion and we'll actually be talking about them even more. Super nice, eh? Alright, I'm gonna go to the other YouTube channel's live comments because I'm Piper Blush and I'm everywhere. So give me a second there, I'm just gonna switch my page. Mm -hmm. You don't go anywhere, you indulge in this beat. Here we go, here we go. We have here, hi there, Javier, who is a proud member of the show. Yes, Javier is a supporter of the show. Thank you very much, Javier. Here. Javier has a little hot dog next to his name. Mm -hmm. You see this hot dog if you're watching us live with a little P on it? Well, this hot dog is a badge that symbolizes that you are a supporter and a channel member on YouTube. Thank you very much, Javier, for your support. And if you want to become a supporter because you're enjoying the show, it's super easy. Just go on at the Piper Blush Radio Show and click the join button mm -hmm. under any video. Or the little thanks, it's a heart under YouTube videos. Or you can leave your tip. It can be small, it can be big, just one inch, two inch. Yeah, I don't mind. Mm -hmm. As long as it's the tip. Hi Piper, good afternoon for you and a nutty welcome to everyone listening. <laughs> I know it gets nutty sometimes in here, mm -hmm. but it's okay. I mean, it's all good fun. We have Midnight Smoke who says, I made it. Good for you, Midnight. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's kind of difficult to beat traffic when you're uh, on the internet. <sighs> well, well, well. I have something special for you coming right up. Mm -hmm. We are gonna talk about... A Canadian balloon evaded the Air Force of three countries. You wanna know this story? Well, you stay tuned. We'll be right back after a short break. <laughs> You are listening to the Unpredictable Radio for the Bold Listener with your host, Piper Blush, a WTPRradio.com production. Mm -hmm. We are talking about balloons, yes, not the type of clowns actually serve you on your birthday, more like a Canadian balloon that evaded, yes, evaded three countries' air forces. Mm -hmm. This is a story that is not for the faint of heart. Warning, this story has some uh, fighter jets in it, some boo -boo 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 -boo, super amazing action, a bit like even Tom Cruise could do in a movie. I hope you're ready for this, because this is some crazy action live action, and it's a true story, not even inspired by true events, it's actually all true, and I'm gonna tell it to you like if it was one of those amazing movies. Alright, are you ready for this? Mm. So, this... Uh, Canadian balloon. Yes, yes, yes. It evaded three countries' air forces. How did it do that? Was it like a crazy, mega, super awesome balloon? Was it uh, controlled by extraterrestrial forces? Or by the mind of someone? Well, don't go anywhere. It's all happening right now. Uh -huh. The thing is, if uh, you were born in 1998, 
This story made the international headlines. Yes, it was everywhere. And I mean everywhere, because, well, you'll know in a second. Mm -hmm. What happened is a group of, uh, well, very interesting individuals decided that they would send a what is called weather balloon. Mm -hmm. It was an actual weather balloon, not a spy device, not anything like that. Okay, I know it might disappoint some, but this is a story and it's 25 years later. So uh, we all have the facts nowadays. Mm -hmm. No uh, going into weird details or revise the story right now. Meaning that this uh, weather balloon, well, what was it for? Was it really for weather? Was it for spying? Well, the thing is, it was actually to see how the ozone was doing. Mm -hmm. They wanted to check out if uh, it was all cool up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they took this uh, balloon. Mm -hmm. And we're not talking small balloon. You want some sizes? Yeah. Yeah, you sure you want some sizes? Okay. We want some sizes. Alright, I'll give you sizes. Now, the size of this balloon is 25 stories high. Yes, 25 stories high. That's uh, such a big balloon. Mm -hmm. Now, weather balloons have been known to be pretty gigantic. Well, first things first, they need to transport some equipment. Yeah, some... Uh, uh, you need equipment to actually collect all of these weather data and to see if uh, the ozone, well, how it's going. Yeah, in the atmosphere. It's amazing like that. Now, to make sure that this balloon actually flies, I mean, it's a 25-story big balloon, you need to fill it with helium. Yeah, helium. Well, this is kind of... Helium voice. So the balloon, it was filled with helium. The dangerous thing about helium is it's highly flammable. And very explosive. Good for us, uh-huh. So far, all is good. The guys, girls, I don't know, LGBTQ, uh-huh, they set up the balloon. Now, it's 25 stories high. When uh, there's the helium in it and it's high and the poop, 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 filled with the helium. But how big does it look when it's laying on the ground? I'll tell you. Five football fields. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to the football, Super Bowl, anywhere like that? Well, take your uh, binoculars and look far away. Because, well, 25 stories is approximately five football fields. You need a big field to uh, make this balloon actually go in the air. And it launched in Saskatchewan. Yes, Saskatchewan. If you don't know that song, just because you're not Quebecois, don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. Well, on August 24th, these... Uh, well, scientific decided to launch the weather balloon. Now, when they launched it, everything went pretty well. It was like a normal launch, yeah? Nothing crazy, mm-hmm. When, um, when actually, it started to be weird. Yes. Now, uh, this is where it gets crazy. All right, so, everything was going good. The weather balloon was in the atmosphere, taking some ozone data to see if the ozone was all cool. That was its purpose. The purpose of the balloon. Mm. All good, all good, until the balloon has done its job. Yeah, the balloon is uh, cleared for duty. It's done. Yeah, you can retire now, balloon. Go and live happily ever after in balloon paradise. Well, that's where it got weird. Mm -hmm. Super mega weird. Now, you're ready for this? Well, the balloon, uh-huh, it didn't do 
what it was supposed to do. No, many series of malfunction. First things first, well, all of the stuff attached to the balloon, like the instruments, like I said, to actually, well, measure the ozone in the atmosphere, well, they did not detach. Usually they go, they detach, and then the scientists, they can go collect all these datas, take all of these things. And we're talking 1998, so maybe they didn't really have really good Wi-Fi or satellite back then. Not sure. Mm. Well, they not detach. So the whole balloon was still stuck there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all together, mm, flying. Ooh, like an unidentified object. Mm -hmm. And then, well, after this failure, another failure occurred. The backup system, it failed. Uh -huh. Meaning that they had no more control over this balloon. Yes, Canada lost control of their balloon. Catastrophe. Canada lost control of their balloon. Mayday, mayday, our balloon is in the air and it's going crazy. And it actually went crazy. How crazy are we talking? Well, I'm gonna tell you how crazy we're talking. Now, it's all cool when the balloon is kinda, you know, just cruising, yeah. But at one point, well, the balloon, it got higher and higher and higher. And higher and higher. And once it got so high, it went to this level, which is called jet stream. Mm -hmm. It's a place in the atmosphere where there's kind of a lot of currents and things. And it's very high in the sky. And when you get there, well, stuff just goes faster. Mm -hmm. A lot faster. We're talking 100 kilometers per hour. That's how fast this balloon was traveling. And we're talking a 25-story balloon. Uh -huh. It was traveling 100 kilometers per hour. That's not cruising. That's like on speed. Yeah? And it was going there woo, 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 super mega fast. But the problem is, well, at some point, uh -huh, uh, Canada was like, oh man, we lost our balloon. What are we going to do with this balloon? We can't just let it go everywhere. What if it falls on somebody's head, on a civilian or something? Mm -hmm. At one point, it's meant to fall. What goes up must come down, just like the song. Uh -huh, same thing. So what happened is the Canadian army, or Canadian forces as they're called, they decided to send, well, some jets. Yes, fighter jets. We're talking mega awesome fighter jets. Woo, super cool, uh-huh. Now, all of these, uh, well, one fighter jet, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, it was the model, I got it right here, just to make sure that you know. CF-18. So, if you're a history buff or an army buff, CF-18 fighter jet was sent to take down this balloon. Uh -huh. Does it ring a bell? Uh -huh. Do you know uh, any other story that is kind of similar to this? Hmm. Well, maybe you do because it happened quite recently. Now, this uh, fighter jet, CF-18 fighter, uh -huh, that was sent from the Canadian army to uh, seek and destroy this balloon that the Canada uh -huh, lost control over. Well, what it did is it went full on, uh -huh. Well, the guy piloting it, he actually, ta -ta 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 -ta, 1,000 rounds on this 25-story balloon. Now, you might say you can't really miss the thing since it's like 25 stories. Well, actually, uh -huh, didn't do nothing. Uh -huh. Didn't do nothing. The balloon was still cruising at 100 kilometers per hour in the space, the air over other people's heads, uh -huh. quite dangerously. Now, the thing is, well, this... Uh, balloon, it was kind of uh, near Newfoundland at this point. Uh -huh. Newfoundland being, well, still kind of part of Canada, so that's cool, still Canadian territories. 
But, well, since uh, it didn't succeed, they were supposed to ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta with 1,000 rounds, and, well, it was supposed to drop in Canadian soil, and then all of these scientists, they could have analyzed what was in the balloon, which was data on the ozone and uh, how the planet is all doing. Mm -hmm. Well, after that, like uh, shooting 1,000 rounds in the balloon, they actually argued that maybe they need to use missiles. Yes. We are called missiles. But the thing is, a missile, missile, mm -hmm, is quite expensive. We're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars, yes, to shoot this balloon. And Commander, Commander Roland Lavoie, yes, he was like, maybe it's not such a great idea to shoot a balloon with a missile. Now, for two reasons. First things first, it's expensive. Mm -hmm. And since it's expensive, well, you don't want to take all of the Canadian army, well, money forces to take down a meteorological balloon, a weather balloon. That's not really a threat to anybody until it falls on someone's head. Mm -hmm. And well, the second thing was this uh, weather balloon. I mean, it wasn't a threat. No, no, no. But well, what a commander Roland Lavoie said is that he didn't feel like people would be much enthusiastic. <laughs> about missiles coming flying over their heads. Mm -hmm. I think you can relate as a human person living on Earth, yes. That uh, you don't feel so comfortable if you see a missile just going at it on top of your house. Well, to actually boo boo boo. Uh, seek and destroy a huge meteorological balloon or weather balloon as they're called now Well, this not it didn't happen mm -hmm. The missiles were not used in Canada to destroy this balloon because of these two things money and well civilians huh? Who would have found it a bit weird to have a missile over their head? So what did they do? Well, they didn't do anything mm -hmm. The balloon just kept on cruising. Yes, so much so that it kept on cruising to British England. Uh -huh. uh, that's a, yeah, British. Uh -huh. The British, that's in England, right? Yeah, it's in England. So it was cruising until England. And then when it uh, arrived kind of over England soil, the British Air Force, they kind of tried to seek and destroy it as well. So Canada failed. The British, wanna know what happened to the British? Yes, we wanna know. They failed. Uh -huh. They also failed they had to actually reschedule uh, or reroute some of the flights over there because we're talking a 25-story balloon. Mm -hmm. You can't really go with your plane and be like, oh, we're just gonna, yeah, like a pothole. Uh -huh. So they had to rearrange some of their flights to accommodate for this weird balloon who was still flying without a pilot, uh -huh, without anything, because the backup system failed. They had no control over the balloon. Canada had no more control over its weather balloon. Now, it kept on cruising and flying. Canada didn't, well, wasn't able to stop it with uh, 1,000 rounds uh -huh, in a CF-18 jet. Then, well, England wasn't able to stop it either, the British Air Forces, and it was cruising, well, over Norwegia and Russia. Mm -hmm. That's where it was uh, seen a few times, you know, like a UFO style, yeah. Sightings uh -huh, of the Canadian balloon kind. But the thing is, at one point, the balloon, it, uh, I don't know, it was tired. Uh -huh. It was exhausted. So it uh, fell. Uh -huh. It just crashed. Ooh, in Finland. Uh -huh. Hi, Finland people. Sorry about our balloon crashing into your place. Yeah. I mean, 
1998, that's a while back, but I hope you still accept her apology, yeah. I mean, we tried our best to do some stuff to, uh, well, take it down. But all of these uh, other countries, they weren't able as well. Now, Piper, that's me, uh-huh. You might ask me, well, how did this balloon actually crash? I mean, they tried to take it down with a jet and a thousand rounds and it didn't do nothing. Well, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. The thing is... Maybe, just maybe, it actually did something. Much like every balloon, well, a 25-story balloon, if you poke little holes in it, beep, 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 it starts to deflate. Uh -huh. And so the theory is that all of these uh, rounds, they actually did something. They actually deflated the balloon slowly for it to finally land, well, more like crash, in Finland. Uh -huh. Which took a while, though. And if you can relate to this amazing story, I mean, it's pretty much... Uh, not what is happening right now, but there are some similarities with the uh, crazy objects we've been seeing mm -hmm, mm -hmm, in the sky. Now, for uh, us, yes, Canadian, we knew that this was our weather balloon. And everybody knew because Canada was like, hey guys, we lost the balloon. Uh -huh, we lost the balloon. If you could help us kind of get it back, would be great. And that's what happened. So it was uh, not a spy balloon. Not like, are you ready for this? Not like. What is actually happening right now? Uh-huh. Now, what happened with these balloons that were shot down? Do you know of these balloons? Well, the thing is, the balloons that were shot down are not really called balloons. Well, one of them maybe. The other ones are called mysterious objects. Yes. And one of them was shot down over Alaska, which is US soil. The other one was shot down over Yukon, which is Canadian soil. Then another one was shot down, well, by the US also. And another one in Lac Huron. Kinda US, but some debris are said to have fallen over Canada. Because it is northern USA. And Canada is just on top of USA. So, well, this uh, Canadian balloon from 1998 has some similarities to the ones that we've been seeing right now. And, well, as much as uh, Canada did say that their balloon was theirs and it was identified, the balloons that were uh, seeked and destroyed more recently were actually seeked and destroyed by advanced F-22 fighter jets. Far from the CF-18 from 1998. Mm -hmm. That's the ones that were destroyed by USA. Yeah, they have kind of a cool army, these guys. And they're supposed to be... Or it is said to be that these balloons are Chinese espionage. Now you didn't hear it from me, mm -hmm. but that's what Washington accused these balloons of being. Mm -hmm. That's why they shot them down, to make sure that they weren't Chinese by balloons or objects. Yes, yes, yes. It's a bit complicated. The Canadian one was most certainly a balloon, but these other ones, uh-huh, are maybe just maybe objects. To kind of put you in perspective, well, it's pretty amazing mm -hmm. because, well, the balloon that was shot by USA mm -hmm, with uh, the uh, actual F-22, they used a AIM-9X missile, yeah, to shoot it down. So no more uh, 1,000 counts. Maybe they learned from Canada and uh, our uh, disastrous balloon story. Mm -hmm. So they took it down real good in one shot. And this, uh, well, object, it was 60 meters. Plus, it is said that the basket, if you know a bit like uh, 
what a balloon kind of with a bottom looks like. Uh -huh. Same thing, but different. But we're not saying it's a balloon. Uh -huh. We don't know. Now, well, what it says is this basket weighed one ton. Imagine one ton of debris. That's why they're still collecting all the debris. One ton of debris is a lot of debris. And a 60 meter, well, balloon or a kind of type of spherical object, unsure. Mm -hmm. Well, it's supposed to be like three buses. Yes, three buses. That's a lot of buses. Mm -hmm. I mean, the story still needs some uncovering, that is for sure. But not to worry. Here on the Unpredictable Radio, for the bold listener, but your host, Piper Blush, we try to uncover. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, we just like to take the clothes off of uh, stories here. All of the weird, the freaky, and the amazing stories. Now, now. Well, let's uh, move on to the live comment section and see who has what to say about this uh, crazy balloon story. Mm -hmm. From Canada. Are there uh, any USA people here, Finland, who want some apology from Canada? I'm ready to give apologies to people. Let me just switch my pages here. All right, and let's go to this amazing comment section. It's live on YouTube at the Piper Blush Radio Show. You can jump in and come comment. There's Chris Allgreen who says the Air Force is now like the old movie, hot shot. <laughs> Super cool. Mm -hmm. Shawshank Redemption from Patrick Wenzel is a great movie to watch. Yes, indeed, but not sure how it correlates to our subject. But thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, Chris Allgreen is actually saying that fighter jets can go eight miles per minute. That is some uh, actual speed. Mm -hmm. Love you, Piper, from Dev27. Well, thank you very much for the love. I truly appreciate it. Now, let's go to the other comment section. I'm just gonna switch page right here. Mm -hmm. Don't go anywhere. It's happening. Woohoo! We have a lot of Piper badges in here. Mm -hmm. A lot, a lot of Piper badge. Here we have Hack of All Trades who says hello everyone. And as you can see, if you're watching us visually, mm -hmm. he has a hot dog. You can get yourself your very own hot dog on at the Piper Blush Radio Show when you become a member of the YouTube channel. It gives you super special perks. One of them being you get a hot dog next to your name. Why a hot dog? I love hot dogs. Don't ask too much questions. Uh -huh, that's enough questions. Brice Larry. L'hélium est pas très explosif. L'hydrogène, si. Les deux sont plus légers que l'air. Oh, merci Brice de m'avoir reprise. Donc, euh, faisons un petit erratum. Mm -hmm. Erratum, erratum, l'hélium n'est pas explosif. C'est plutôt l'hydrogène. Merci Brice. Mm -hmm. Voilà, c'est réglé. Now, uh, Brice is saying in French that helium is actually not really explosive. It's more a uh, hydrogen who is. So a uh, fault on my part. Mm -hmm. uh, it's all good. The Canadian balloon was not a ticking bomb. Yes. All okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, of course, we have here Hi there, Javier, also a channel member who says, I think the balloon wanted to imitate Piper. It wanted to be everywhere. <laughs> Because, of course, some of you who already know me know that my special tagline is I'm Piper Blush and I'm everywhere. Now, there's other things in there. Bonjour, this is Piper Blush and uh, I'm everywhere. <laughs> Just Google me. Mm -hmm. It's easier like that. Well, this is interesting, interesting, interesting. Shot down, shoot it down with pineapples. That would be deliciousness from Hi Dairy Javier. Uh -huh. 
Well, I do like pineapples on my pizza, quite frankly. It's an amazing thing to have a pineapple on your pizza. Don't go anywhere, because right after, we'll discuss the amazing topic uh -huh, of are rich people not as smart as uh, people with lower wages? Mm-hmm. It is definitely, definitely something you want to tune into. But, well, I have a special poll for you. Mm -hmm. You go and leave your thoughts on WTPRradio.com. Do it before you hear this segment. Because once you hear, well, the study, it might uh, influence your choices. And I don't want to influence you. I want you to uh, do it without any influence. Being yourself. You go on WTPRradio.com and you vote for do you think that uh, the ultra-rich are just lucky or are they really clever or are they not that clever? Mm -hmm. You go right now, WTPRradio.com. We'll be right back after the short break. You are listening to the unpredictable radio for the bold listener, but your host, Piper Blush. This is the morning edition, and we are going to be talking about this interesting study that just came out, which says, are the ultra-rich less intelligent than the lower paid? Hmm. Can you hear that money dropping? Yeah, it, it is happening. Mm -hmm. Well, is it the IQ that's dropping or the money? Not so sure. Now, in this new study, well, it has addressed one of the questions that most people always had about the ultra-rich. And when we're saying ultra-rich, we're saying ultra-rich. We're saying like super mega rich. Yeah, the super, super intense rich. Well, are they actually more intelligent than uh, all of us who... Uh, are not ultra mega super giga rich that are not sending well rockets into space and all of these other devices mm -hmm. because well some people could argue that uh, it is luck to be rich yes some people do say no nah, it's just uh, lucky mm -hmm. other people say that it takes lots of intelligence so that's another one being being very very clever would make you uh, more rich but then there's also work. Yes, working hard. Uh -huh. Working like a. Now, all of this amount of intelligence, work, and luck mixed together, does that make you ultra rich? Does that mean that you're gonna be good for the rest of your life? We'll talk about this right now. You're ready for this? I know, it's a bit controversial. It's a bit uh, unpredictable. It's uh, perfect for us right here, right now. If you didn't know this, the show is broadcasted live on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you Google Piper Blush if you need any other information. But don't do it right now. Uh -huh. I can hear you. No, no, no. Not right now. Right now, you listen to the show. There's going to be a break for you to do that. No problem. Well, okay. You're ready for the study and what it has to say about how the ultra-rich might be. Mm -hmm. Well, not that intelligent after all, yes. I know this is probably, well, the answer that you wanted to hear, but uh, it's okay. Mm -hmm. 
We've seen it in many, many different movies and it's alright. Have you seen Parasite or Triangle of Sadness? All movies that depict the rich as the not so clever after all. Were they on to something, these directors? Or is it just a cinematography? Well, this study has actually been conducted mm -hmm, on many, many people. Yes, let me reveal you ooh, the amount of people. We're talking 60,000 men. Yes, 60,000 men in this study. Well, and well, okay, IQ and wage. So what they did is they calculated mm -hmm, the IQ and the wage or uh, we're gonna tell like smarter, mm -hmm. the smartness and the wage they were actually getting in accordance to how smart they were. Now, 60,000 men, that's a pretty broad study, pretty much. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, what they find out in this study, are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. It's not quite the right drum roll, but don't worry, I'll get another drum roll that is uh, more accurate. Are you ready for this richness? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So, well, what they found out is, uh -huh, from my cue card right here, is that actually it's kind of true, but until a point, until the money point. Mm -hmm. So, having a better IQ or being smarter than the average does mean that you'll get ahead. Yes, ahead. Until you reach this salary of 60,000 euros per year. Approximately 64,000 US dollars mm -hmm, per year. Meaning that those people who are smarter, yes, will be able to reach the $64,000 per year quite rapidly and normally. But then, that's where the plot thickens. Yeah. Then, after $64,000 per year. Is that the amount uh, that you're actually gaining? Mm -hmm. Is that you? Is that somebody you know? Is that, uh, well, are you getting more? Less? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Now, you don't uh, have to hear all that is said in the studies because sometimes uh, they're kind of fishy. But I'm going to reveal more so you make your own opinion. Mm -hmm. Well, after $64,000 per year, they found out in this study that cleverness or smartness did not have much correlation. It did before $64,000 per year. Mm -hmm. That it did. Smarter people were able to get ahead faster and get to that amount of money. But after that, after $64,000 per year. Oh, fun fact. Are you ready for this? It's a mild fun fact. Well, I once read a study that said that to be actually happy, mm -hmm, you need to have or gain $70,000 per year. Yes, that is kind of the summum of richness and happiness, but that was a few years ago. So I'm guessing this amount might be a bit higher nowadays because of inflation and all of these other things. But to be kind of happy, yes. The, oh, you're only happy when you get money or a happiness uh, doesn't buy love or love doesn't buy money and all of these other things that you've heard reversed on top on the bottom. Mm -hmm. Well, all of these come from this kind of saying that uh, to be happy, well, do you really need money? It is said that, well, from this study, mm -hmm, if you make more than $70,000 per year, you will be more happy than the average individual. And since this uh, says that you would be smarter until you reach $64,000 per year, there might be a correlation there. But that is uh, a mystery yet to uncover. All right. 
Now, getting back to our study, are the ultra-rich smarter than the lower-paid individuals? Mm -hmm. Well, what it figured out is that the higher 1%. Now, if you're at 64,000, of course, while the people in B4, mm -hmm, they say not so much, but then the $64,000 people are actually clever mm -hmm, and smarter than average, let's say. But then when you go on top of that, it just becomes a bit like uh, normal, mm -hmm, a bit like all the same. People are not necessarily smarter if they make more money. But where it became interesting is that when people are in that 1%, mm -hmm, in the 1% of the study that make the most money, what they found out on these 6,000 men is that the 1% that made the most money were actually less smarter. Uh-huh, actually less smarter than all of the other ones in the pool or the pool mm -hmm, of people. Well, was uh, your insight right? Was uh, what you wrote on WTPR radio in our poll the right answer according to this study? Or do you have other thoughts? Mm -hmm. Do you think maybe just maybe it's a, a weird study? Well, I'm gonna tell you because this study does have its limitations. Yes, like every study, sometimes there are some limitations and I'll explain them to you so that you know that maybe, yes, just maybe the ultra rich are not as smart as we think. But maybe this study had its own limitations. First of all, the people that it took in the study were only men. Mm -hmm. Only men, so no diversity. No females, no nothing else. So that's kind of a bit, uh, well, uh, you know, not that good for a study to include only one gender. Mm -hmm. And, well, of course, it was all made in like one country and with those people from the European Sociological Review. European Sociological Review did this study on the 60,000 men to see if the ultra-rich were actually smarter. And what it discovered is that actually the 1% that were the richer were not as smart mm -hmm, as the other people. That's what it discovered now. Whatever you think, it's all cool. You can write it in the comment section. Mm -hmm. Or anywhere you'd like. You can even take your time, yes, yes, and share this video with people to uh, maybe make it so that more, more, more studies come out. Yes, and these studies, well, they'll make it possible for us to know if the ultra-rich are actually smarter. Why do people question themselves about this? Well, the thing is, we often look at the ultra-rich well, for uh, many, many different things to uh, guide us in life for once, but you should choose carefully, yes. This is a warning. You should choose carefully, or more like wisely. Mm -hmm. Because if your goal, of course, is to become ultra-rich, well, you don't need to worry about intellect or being smart. You need to worry about money. Then, of course, imitate people who are ultra-rich and you'll be fine. But if your goal is really to become smart, to have a big IQ, to uh, have one of those jobs like uh, Stephen Hawking, mm -hmm, well, then you need to concentrate on going to school, getting specialized, reading a lot, doing essays, theses, whatever you need to do, you need to do it. But it's not going to be related to money. It's going to be related to actual knowledge. Mm -hmm. So just to take with a grain of salt, mm -hmm, you need to know what you want. Yes, if you want to become ultra rich, well, of course, follow the ultra rich. 
don't think they're necessarily smarter than the rest, just think that they're richer. <laughs> and that's pretty much what they are. Mm -hmm. But if you want to go with somebody who has like 500 PhD, some uh, palalagdum mm -hmm, from university or something like that, then you definitely need to follow into those footsteps and go in uh, no money for you. Mm -hmm. All you want is uh, to be in uh, the school library, mm -hmm, to read, to read, to read, and to become maybe a laureate of a Nobel Prize. Okay, you can stop going to the library right now, it's all cool. Mm -hmm. Well, this uh, laureate of the Nobel Prize, of course, is gonna need uh, more intellect. You decide, but they don't need to correlate. You can be rich and smart, or you can be uh, not rich and uh, smart too. Mm -hmm. You decide what you want. Well, first things first, you need to know what you want. Now, you can go vote. Uh -huh. Do you think that the rich are just lucky? Or do you think they're smarter than average people and that's why they're rich? Now that you know uh, everything, because I revealed the whole study to you, you can go vote. WTPRradio.com. Mm -hmm. We're waiting for your votes. And you'll be able to see everybody else's answers. Uh-huh. It's a bit like a spy game. Super cool. We'll be right back after this short break to talk about the guy who uh, smudged feces on the face of its critic. Mm-hmm. Are listening to WTPRradio.com, mm -hmm. the unpredictable radio for the bold listener, with your host, Piper Blush. And we're discussing, yeah, discussing, discussing. well, this uh, weird story that appeared on uh, weird news channels, unpredictable radio that it is, mm -hmm. some ballet director did not appreciate the critique, mm -hmm. so much so that he took some feces and put it in her face. Yes, 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 this is a true story. Don't Google it. Mm -mm. Don't Google it. I told you, don't Google it. Mm -mm. I got the story for you. You don't need to Google it. I'm gonna unveil it just for you right here, right now. This show is broadcasted live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. If you want to watch it and participate actively, I suggest you go on YouTube at the Piper Blush Radio Show. There you can leave live comment sections and become a channel member to get access to special perks. Alright, now for all of these haters out there and all of the people while spreading the bad juju, all of these critiques, like you've all seen Ratatouille, uh -huh, this critique was not very loved, though he did not take some feces and put it in its face, uh -uh -uh. didn't do that in Ratatouille, though you could argue that the rat is a rat, so that would be kinda close. Mm. Discussion for another day. Now the thing is, well, this uh, ballet director, let me uh, tell you his name, Martin Gioki. Okay, I'm not sure, he's German and I'm francophone speaking English right now. So if my pronunciation is unright, we'll just call him Martin. Yeah, easier. Martin, uh-huh, Martin. So this uh, Martin, well, what happened to him is that he actually had a, a premiere. Mm -hmm. He was unveiling the premiere for its ballet. And, well, during the uh, entracts kinda, they call it something else, they call it an intervalle, uh-huh. L'intervalle, durant l'intervalle, well, he approached this critique. Her name, Wibki Huster, mm -hmm. she's a she. So he approached her and he was uh, kinda really pissed, uh-huh, pissed, get it? Well, we're not gonna go into these uh, kind of childish jokes. No, no, no. This is a serious show. Uh huh. 
we're gonna keep it uh, super serious. Stay serious, uh huh. Alright. The thing is, Martin, he approached well, this woman critique and he told her that uh, he was uh, really mad at her. Uh -huh. He threatened her, yes, to uh, leave well, this ballet, yes, because they were at the opera house. That's where it all happened during this uh, interval. Mm -hmm. Now, he was super pissed, like I said, about her um, well, giving him really bad critiques. Yes, so bad that he actually told her that she was responsible for the drop the drop in ticket sales and even the well refunds uh -huh, people were asking for refunds for tickets he said that it was because of her critique her bad critique of his ballet show now of course it's okay to be pissed when you got haters or critiques but he took it up a notch and that is a big notch now you're at the opera house, oh, you're at the opera house, you're there, you've got a premiere show going on, you're the actual director uh -huh, of this ballet, uh -huh, it's all going on there, crazy stuff, you find, well, your critique that you don't like, uh -huh. you spot her, you go at her, you gave her like a whole bunch of uh, bad words, uh -huh. you threaten her to push her out, of the actual ballet threatened to ban her from the ballet yeah 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 he was mad that guy that martin guy really 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 mad it's understandable when you get haters and things like that you get sensitive mm -hmm. i've had my fair share if you're loved you're also hated that's just the ways of the world mm -hmm. no worries on that though i've never done to my haters what martin has done to his and that's where it gets uh, well smelly <laughs> get it <laughs> Get smelly. Mm -hmm. Because while he was there during the interval at the opera house, during the premiere of a ballet, when he actually, well, spotted her and went to talk to her, he grabbed a brown bag mm -hmm, filled with poop. Yes, 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 there was poop in the bag. Feces. Mm -hmm. Feces. Now you're wondering, what kind of feces, Piper? Mm -hmm. Is it human feces? Did he, like, plan for it? Did he go uh, in the washroom and do all of this? And he had like a special plan? Uh-huh. Was it premeditated? Yeah. Like uh, in the movies or something like that. Well, actually, that is not said in the story, which is kind of... Well, I was a bit disappointed about this. But no, it was dog feces. For those of you who are wondering, I'm not sure if it's worst or not worst. Uh-huh. But it was dog feces in a brown bag. And I mean, you're at an opera house. Where do you find a brown bag with poop in it? Uh-huh. Is it just laying there? Do they do that in the like German ballet? Or it's not even German because he's a German director, but they were just at a ballet place mm -hmm. at the opera house. Well, what happened? Is there like little uh, actual garbages where you can poop, put your dog poop? Mm -hmm. Sometimes there are some. There's like dog poop garbages and then there's regular garbages, recycling, composting, which is little different garbages. But how did you grab that? Where was it? And was it indoors or outdoors? If you're outside in the park, I guess you can kind of grab and go because some people don't pick up after their dogs. Mm -hmm. You know that in some uh, countries or cities you can be fined for this? Yes, fined. Mm -hmm. Now, not sure how this happened because this is kind of weird. How do you get your hands on a bag of poop at an opera house? I've been to the opera and let me tell you, I did not see any poop. I've even been to the ballet. Yes, the ballet, 
Did not see any poop there either. Mm -hmm. There's not even any more cigarettes in there. How could you find a bag of poop? Well, in his rage, uh -huh, and, uh, well, maybe, I don't know, some stuff happened in his brain. He was very, very mad. He took this bag of dog poop and he smeared it on her face. Yeah, that's what he did. Uh -huh. Now, of course, well, uh, people were not very happy about this. First things first, you don't do that. Aren't you teaching school that you don't do that? You should not do that. It was very, uh, probably not taught, irrational, let's call it like that. Mm -hmm. Well, artists have been known to be kind of irrational, meaning that, well, it's a thing with artists in general. But that being said, well, he had to make a public apology, and so he did. The thing he did say that uh, is supposed to justify his action is, well, let me tell you right here. Mm -hmm. He said that in his apology, it's bad because it's often nasty reviews. So this woman, mm -hmm, whom he put poop in her face, well, Weebki Huster, the critique of his ballet, mm -hmm, well, he said that she was the nasty reviewer in general. Now, that doesn't excuse the fact that you go and put dog feces in people's face. You don't do that. Then you might get stuff in your eyes. It's not so cool. Mm -mm. Plus, well, he said that... Uh, the media, mm -hmm, or more like critiques, need to rethink a certain form of destructive and hurtful reporting that damages the whole cultural sector. Now, on this, I mean, some people kind of agree. Not everybody, because the actions of the dog poop, that was a bit too much. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, of course, all of the haters and all of the critiques that you do, um, if they're not thought true, or if uh, you have a big following, well, it's definitely gonna hurt the person you are critiquing. Uh, their emotional feelings, for sure, but also maybe their businesses. Mm -hmm. So when uh, deciding to critique a channel, a person, an establishment, or whatever, you need to have good grounds. Yes, yes, yes. And when you have good grounds, well, you expect people to read the full article and to know why you're critiquing and what you're critiquing. For some people, if they say, oh, the show was too bright, but then other people are like, well, I prefer bright shows, then it's all good. It gives you kind of the, well, the reverse of the story, so you can decide and make your own choice if you want to go see a bright show or a dark show. Mm -hmm. That's not what she said. I don't know what she said. I didn't read the critique. Mm -hmm. I just read uh, some guy smudged some feces on some girl's critique's face. And that just got my attention right away. Uh -huh. I mean, this is uh, some unpredictable radio word in news. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. Now, of course, he did uh, apologize and he did say that he was super nervous because he had two premieres that were very like back to back, close enough to each other. And, well... This uh, woman critique, she didn't really care for his apology because she is, uh, well, filing a criminal complaint against him for bodily arm and slender. Well, that kind of makes sense, though. I mean, when does somebody come to you and uh, talk to you really, really intensely and smudges dog feces in your face? Mm -hmm. It's not supposed to happen in society. We're not supposed to let these things happen because you don't want this to happen to you. I don't want this to happen to me. I'm all good with Ethan from H3H3. I mean, sending his army to my channel to criticize me and critique me because it's all on the web. Now, it could be dangerous from other people. I mean, I have a good psychologist, so it's all cool. But in general, when you do this face-to-face, -face, uh -huh, you need to stay civilian or civil. Mm -hmm. 
you need to not uh, use uh, well, bodily force. No, no, no. And even in your words, you need to be nice. If you would not say this in person, you should not say it on the internet. This is the rules of internet. Uh-huh. Brought to you by your very own Piper. Well, interesting subjects uh -huh. for uh, the unpredictable radio, for the bold listener. Let's get to the live comment section because I see some people have been commenting fiercely. I mean, this is some fierce commenting. If you want to tune in live, you all need to go to YouTube at the Piper Blush Radio Show. Super easy. Let me change page right here right now for you. And here we go. All right. What's the best comment we got here? CG says, do you play video games, Piper? No, I do not. First things first, I don't have time to play. Mm -hmm. Playing is what I do right here with you right now because I broadcast live twice a day on the unpredictable radio for the bold listener. Mm -hmm. Once at 9 a.m. Pacific time and once at 7 p.m. Pacific time. You can find me and my schedule on... You ready for this? I need the... Well, you're ready for this? WTPRradio.com. That's where you can find all the information about the shows and me, Piper Blush. Mm -hmm. Pierre Fixotte says, Salut Piper, content de te revoir. Ben, je t'ai jamais parti, hein? Tu m'as pas revu de quand? Parce que là, j'étais sur l'internet quand même. Je suis pas mal partout sur l'internet. Mais c'est sûr que là, je suis pas mal plus présente, ouais. Donc, deux fois par jour, hein? 9h AM Pacific Time et puis 7h PM Pacific Time. Je sais pas, tu viens d'où, Pierre, mais... Euh... Tu peux définitivement euh, t'abonner. <rire> je sais, tout le monde dit ça. Mais franchement, ça aide. Ou bien, si tu veux euh, être sûr de rien manquer, t'allumes ta petite cloche, ouais. La petite cloche, ça fait des miracles. Mm -hmm. Ça va faire en sorte qu'à chaque fois que je vais live, tu vas recevoir un email où vous allez, je sais pas si t'aimes mieux le vous, tu, en tout cas, c'est pas trop grave, recevoir un email qui va vous, va vous, mm -hmm. Vous voyez, je parle plus en anglais qu'en français en général. Qui va vous dire quand je suis live et puis vous allez pouvoir cliquer dessus, puis bloup, 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 arriver direct sur ma chaîne. Super facile. <rire> all right, all right, all right. Now, that is it for uh, this part of the web, but there's another one. Mm -hmm. So let's go to the other comment section page right here. There we go. And let's see, uh, GKeyman565 says, I only Google Piper. You better get on this. Mm -hmm. But be careful. What you find could bring your mind into the gutter. I'm not responsible mm -hmm, for anything you find on the internet. Because once you Google, you decide on what you click. Mm -hmm. Now you click where you want to go. There's many places you can go. It's a bit like Alice in Wonderland. Yes, yes, yes. Now, if you don't know where you're going to go, just click anywhere. But if you have an idea, you'll end up where you want to go. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, all of the freaks are there. Well, that's what somebody's saying, but, uh, hmm. Oh, interesting, interesting, interesting. Give me a moment, give me a moment. I need to find a good one. Hack of all trades says Elon Rich. Well, isn't Elon Musk kind of the top richest people in the world? Uh huh. And then we have Bob's right here, Piper for President of Canada. Actually, here in Canada, we have a Prime Minister. Same, same, but different. I appreciate the gesture, Bubs. <laughs> hey, Piper, can we give the aliens some hot dogs? That's from Hi there, Javier. I think we could definitely give them some hot dogs. It's a staple here in America. I think it would be great if uh, they had a taste of the American and Canadian hot dog. Most definitely. <laughs> All right, all right. Lots of stuff on the money, the money. 
ultra rich as $64,000 per year from Brice Larry. The 1% over, ultra rich is not the $64,000 per year, but I'll let you go on the blog, wtprradio.com to find all of the answers to what you have and what you want. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, all right. Yes, just like Mathieu McConaughey, that name. Mm-hmm. I'm Piper Blush, and this was the Unpredictable Radio for the Bold Listener, the morning edition. Now, if you want to tune in, don't forget that the show goes live, so you better turn on your notifications or go to WTPRradio.com to get the full schedule and everything else in rapport uh, to Piper Blush. That's me. Also, most definitely make sure that you leave some comments. Yes, the live comment section is always open for you to be there with me and participate actively in all of the shows. It's on YouTube at the Piper Blush Radio Show. Now, if you want to call in, mm -hmm, if you want to talk to Piper, you can do it, but that's only on the evening shows. 7 p.m. Pacific Time on YouTube at the Piper Blush Radio Show. Well, that's enough for today. Uh huh. You go vote. Do you think rich people are just lucky or do you think that they're actually smarter than average? Go vote right now on WTPRradio.com. This was the unpredictable radio for the bold listener with your host, Piper Blush. Have a good one. <laughs>